We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackie, who didn't do shit. He just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Hey, who's ready? Yeah, Jay, we got to put Jay in the middle for the YouTube I, I, audience I like there. being squeezed. I like, I like being squeezed, squeezed in the middle. In Nestled in between your two football-loving friends here. Oh, he's getting dirty Football-loving freaks. Like yeah. Hey, we'll, get to, we'll get to who's the mic. We'll get to our picks. We'll get to dumb football questions. But, Booney, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready for this weekend? I'm ready. What's this weekend? Are you ready, buddy? What's when my Golden Gophers walk into Columbus, Ohio? Oh, steak and a beer, and get their <laughs> ass kicked <laughs> by Ohio State. Hey, Come on, Mac. You live and die by your team. Live and die by your team. No, I think we're getting our I'm starters good. ready for the following week. <laughs> so the uh, the the uh, the point total that Vegas has on that game is the over under is forty eight and a half. The both teams will combine for over or under forty and a half. I just told our guys on Purple Daily, give me Ohio State. They don't even need the Gophers, and that no. game's going over 48 and a half. For sure, dude. You guys are screwed. I hate to uh, tell you. Hey, I'm going to be honest, man. This whole Michigan thing, I know that we don't do any college nonsense. Yes, Talk about that crap. I mean, we did, we did a full gets, show on dude, Jim Harbaugh. And it cheating, gets so. better every single day. I'm telling you, every you guys think day. I was kidding when I was like, he was awesome to be around. He literally came into his press conference and was like, all right, made up my mind. I'm... I'm recanting what I said about chicken. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. This is how he would talk to us. He would go, at one point in time, I thought it was a dirty and chaotic bird that caused only chaos. Nervous. Nervous bird. It was a nervous bird. Nervous Nervous bird. bird. But I've since found out that it is a very cheap yet productive bird. So, (laughs) dude, that's how I'm telling you. And then he would just be like, all right, so I'm going to say this. One time he had a heart episode. Gone for the day. Gone. Like everyone's like, where's Jim? Nobody knows where Jim is. Go out to practice. Sealy's running practice. Everyone's like, yo, where the fuck's Jim? Don't know. <laughs> Shows up in like an SUV, gets out. Shirt is untucked. Very uncharacteristic of Jim. <laughs> he had a very simple rule. The shirt is never allowed to be untucked until the work is done. Not even fucking kidding me. Okay? That's for why after Detroit, when we got everyone. in that fight, he pulled his shirt out, letting him, Jim Schwartz, know the work has been done. So... <laughs> Comes wow. out to practice. We're literally breaking it down. Someone's like, at the time we had a saying, make it right. If you were late, someone would say, make it right. You paid 250 bucks. Jim comes up and he's like, gentlemen, so good. I, 
see you. I apologize. I had to go in and have my heart reshocked. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, what? And all of a sudden, from the back, you hear, make it right. <laughs> <laughs> Jim goes, boy, can't tell you. You are so right. No excuse is a good excuse. I will make that right. Dude literally had his heart reshocked back and paid a fine for being late to practice. <laughs> he just, just shows day. back up. He's got the he's got like the IV uh, uh, the IV rack wheel it the He was like, I wasn't eating enough apples. I will I will make sure that we get more apples. I was like, Can we before we move on from the Jim Harbaugh thing? Can we talk about the post game press conference after Michigan and Penn State? Stop it. When they interviewed the who, who was the interim? Yeah, Jerome. He was like, just instantly, just like that one. That one just for you, Jim. And like, I mean, we're just so proud. It's like he's. He's here, right? He's not dead. He like not. he's not like six feet in the but ground. But he wasn't on the sideline, dude. You don't Who understand. Who cares? No, 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 no. Jim's no, the best Alex, at that. Jim Alex, is the best. I'm telling you. They were talking about him like he got shot on the way to the stadium. Like <laughs> he was close. walking hey. in the doors and pop, 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 and they're like, "This one's for Jim." Like, no, the dude's still there six days a week. He's only gone three I'm hours you a week. Right now, yeah. I'm telling you, he is amazing. At making you like that, you may like he is just the guy that is like, and we're gonna be a family, and if you don't want to be a part of this family, you can leave. And he makes you like, I'm not kidding, dude. I can't tell you how many times at night we would hear stories about somebody protecting one of our teammates, like a, a live or die situation that you were like, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have done that. Everybody on the team was like, yeah, I totally see why. So and so jumped on so and so's hood of his car so that he wouldn't leave completely drunk <laughs> and go kill twelve million people. Totally understand it. Like we were all just one big family, and when something That's went wrong, fine. guys were like, "Yo, dude, it's it's personal now." Like he came after our family. Like this it, was to, dude, it, it was a little excessive to be shedding tears. No, it was also, awesome, dude. I'm telling also, you, you guys also, don't. You, Dude, Jenny Taft it. just sitting there just holding the microphone as he's just like, these I fucking, fucking guys, love yeah. these guys, these fucking guys. Like, but then she's like, she's just sitting there like, oh, you realize you're on Big Fox right now, sir. Oh, yeah. F-bomb this. I'm telling you, Jim that. makes you not care. That's why everybody loves him. I love, I love him. I love him. My God. He's bet. crazy. Like, he's like bet. pointing over here. These fucking bet. guys. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, she didn't, she didn't blink either. She was just... <laughs> And then after, thanks, coach. And then just moved on. You're like, FCC oh my violation. God. There's another FCC oh, violation. You know. But yeah. Anyways, oh, I thought that was hilarious. God. Like, if you just show that interview, like, pick someone, pick one of like your mom's friends that's not a football person, right? That just think about that person. You're like, watch this interview and tell me what you think. They would watch that and be like, oh my gosh, what happened to? And the then head ask coach? them, ask them, what do you think happened? Yeah, to the what do you think coach? happened to the head coach? Oh. They'd be like, did. What, did he die in a car crash or something? Pancreatic or like, cancer. Like, like what? last minute. Like, what happened? Because the way that he was acting was completely out of line. Like, so far yeah, out hey, of line. No, it's not Jim pancreatic cancer. He's, he's just across the street. Everybody. That's how he does dude. it. He, Dude, I'm telling you, he came in one time and was like, hey, one of the signs above our door says us versus them. One day it hit us when he was like, hey. It's, he's like, do you understand what that means, us versus them? We were like, yeah, it's us versus everybody in the league. He's like, no. It's every single person in this goddamn room versus every single person not in this room. And we were like, he's so right. He was like, I don't care if they sit upstairs. They are not to be trusted. Nobody. <laughs> is, I'm telling you. Dude, I want to play. Think, Let's go. You think you know. We were like, yeah, you're right, Jim. <laughs> Nobody can know anything. Dude, we were his little assassins. We were we were allies. If you were good to us, you were considered an ally. If not, you were the enemy. 
<laughs> dude, I'm telling you, we were his little super soldiers. It was awesome. Dude, we had so I'm, much fun. Uh, I, I, some NFL team needs to hire that guy. Bears, somebody. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you right now, they will. Commanders. The Let's go. No, Raiders. Connor, no. St- Connor Stallions, chief of cha- chief of staff. It'd yeah, fine. no, he'd be the director <laughs> of player operations. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. <laughs> Head video yeah. guy. Head video guy, baby. I don't know. Who, who's going to fire their coach soon? <laughs> Who, who's the team that's in trouble? Uh, I, well, I mean, Commanders might be close. Oh, the Chargers. Chargers. Justin Herbert oh needs a. Oh, needs him a new and friend. Justin Herbert. Imagine Jim in L.A. Oh, incredible. Incredible. Let's make it It'd happen. It'd be so funny. He'd be on like Fallon and shit. It'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's got those little khakis. Dude, hey, Jimmy. I wonder if Judge Judy's there. She's a big Judge Judy fan, too, apparently. Did you see the video circling around of like 10 years ago and he's just, he's just yeah. sitting in the Call, audience Call and Judge Judy with a me. big goofy Collier smile? Collier was talking to me about it. And yeah, he's like, with his, with his dad. Yeah. He was all about it. He used to love Judge Judy. He'd talk about it all the time. He'd be like, you know, Judge Judy says what's fair is fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> just bought a Judge Judy quote in the middle of a third down blitz meeting? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Guy was it. the man. Hey, I'm telling you. You don't understand because you weren't there to laugh and have so much fun with them. But at the same time, turn around and be like, God, he got us to do so much work. Like, Jay, he would split offense and defense, and you would each run 150 plays a day. Like, we had our own fields. We had our own training staff. Like, it was like the two never crossed over until the end when it was one-on-ones. And it was like, oh, shit. Dude, he was awesome. Telling you. Hire his ass. Hire his ass. So, uh... All right, Who, we can start the show now after we just no, did an eight-minute tirade on. That was so fun. <laughs> that was great. I wouldn't trade that eight-minute tirade <laughs> for anything. Right there. Who's Neither the mic? That. Is how we usually start the show. Oh, where we, we identify go. the things that pique our interest around the football world. And I would like to start you guys off with an epiphany I had mm. watching games on Sunday, thinking about it into Monday. Mm. I know definitively. What are we going into week eleven? Yeah. I know mm-hmm. definitively who is going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, this is not a so prediction. Take. Stop. This is not a prediction, Pause. as Paul Heyman would say. This okay. is a spoiler. Okay. For the Super Bowl in mid-February, my mic this week is the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you and everyone else. Yeah. Right. Okay. But no. But dude, like, does everyone have them above the Eagles? Does everyone have them above the Chiefs at this point? Yeah, I do. I, I told I mean, Jay who I think the Super Bowl is going to be. I mean, we're we're all in contention. We all think it's going to be the Niners for sure. I mean, dude, they're one of the teams. And getting Chase Young right now, hey, let me tell you something. Oh my God. I looked up one time during the game, and I was like, nope, <laughs> nope. Who <laughs> wants to be on an island? Not me. Who wants to come out here and do it? Not me today, buddy. Like, you, you look to it's one insane. side, you see Nick Bosa. Then you look to the other, and you see his buddy Chase Young licking his chops. I'm telling you, it's the curse of, like, all of a sudden, you get to the Niners, and they're like, oh, bro, it's so much better here. John's the man. Kyle's the dude. Everybody else just goes with the flow, bro. Just come <laughs> along. I'm telling you, watch the fuck out, because they're going to be dangerous. Well, so I mean, they, that, clip, ahead, that, clip, that clip where Bosa and Young push the tackles up, make, Young, or make uh, Trevor Lawrence step up in the pocket, and they both collapse on him at the hey. exact same time, it was like, I was like, am I watching 2019 Ohio State film again? Like, it just it feels like they're right back to where they were at, where you can't single one out, you can't slide to one. Like, the protection schemes that you're going to have to put in for those two guys. And they have Randy Gregory, who's still a very good pass rusher when he turns it on, too. Mm. And Hargrave, and Armstead, and Fred Warner. Like, that defense is 
locked and loaded for a playoff run. So here's the other crazy thing. People got a little, so they lost, you know, they lost to Cleveland a few weeks ago, and then the Vikings beat them on Monday Night Football, and uh, then they got trounced by the Bengals uh, the last week in October. And so people had kind of, okay, the Niners. But here's the thing. I was just digging through. The 49ers are 18-2 and in their last 20 games when Trent Williams is healthy and playing. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of keys, like you just named defensive guys. Yep. There's a bunch of offensive weapons, but so 18 and two in their last 20 games when Trent Williams is the healthy and and starting left tackle. The two losses were uh, Cleveland a month ago when Debo Samuel goes down in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and then the Eagles in the playoffs when Purdy goes down. And was it Josh Johnson? Like they didn't have a quarterback yeah. for basically yeah. you know half that game. And so if you take the 18 wins, the average final score of the 18 wins is 31 to 14. So basically, yeah. if, if Trent Williams, all the names you just mentioned are, are awesome. If Trent Williams plays and they don't have a, you know, two quarterbacks go out with an elbow injury yeah. and they don't have Debo Samuel go down, you can't beat this team going back two years. I'm it's insane. Right. It's in their DNA, too. It's a lot of how they're coached. They're taught to be tough, and they're taught to just go after people. Their offensive line coach, Chris Furster, was my offensive line coach twice in the NFL, and the dude is a fucking psychopath, and he is awesome. Like, he is one of these guys that is like, he's got a real raspy voice, and he's like, you better be running off the ball, God damn it. And you're like, dude, this guy's the – and, like, when he yells at you, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like he just, but he tells them it, you're off, you're running off the ball, and what they do in the run game sells everything in the pass game. We've talked about this, and when you start hitting on all cylinders, and I love that video of Christian McCaffrey being like, "I suck." Everybody else is just better. Like it's just <laughs> hilarious because, like, dude, this guy scored a touchdown in 17 straight games. 17 straight games. There's some teams right now, the the Vikings who could have easily been have a way better record than they do, just scored their first rushing touchdown like two weeks ago. Yeah. This dude scored one in every game. That's why I'm like, this is so incredible to me. And the minute they hit back on all cylinders, and we knew not having Trent Williams would be a huge loss for them. Like, that guy out there, you saw that Jaguars guy running away from him. Like, oh, my God, please don't. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like, you know how much shit that dude got? And Trent was probably laughing his ass off. But when he's out there, it's a different factor. They're a different force. Yeah, it's eliminating the other team's best player usually. Right, you talk about teams have defensive ends that can call game. Right, we talk about it. everyone's looking for that guy at the end of the game or at the end of t- at the two minute drill. Like he's going to make the sack, make the clock run off, and Trent Williams just erases that player. Right, he just erases him and makes all right. Someone else better do it. Right, right. or and it's just incredible when you have a talent like that. And the fact that he's what thirty six now. Yeah. yeah, like he's old. Right, he's old, but he doesn't look it at all. He still moves no. like a very young man. Right, and, and Jake, and, tell him, talk to him too about. One of the things about Trent is he is the opposite of a technician. He yes. is more just yes, the yes, most yes. natural dog you have ever seen in your life. And it goes back to like when you're coaching a guy like that, there's not a lot to say to him because you're kind of like he's in his own world. Yes. Like you're like, hey, bud, hit him a little bit harder next time. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. This shit is great. Like oh, yeah. his feet touch together all the time. And you're like, oh, God. That's yeah, one of, the questions, one of the questions I ask college offense when I'm recruiting, like, who do you watch in the league? Right, like, who do you try to emulate? Who do you like to be like? And if anyone ever tells me Trent Williams, I go, don't do that. Like, don't do that. Like, you can't physically do the things that that man does. Mm-hmm. Right, like, think about like Brian O'Neill, or think about like some of the other super good technicians in the league. Like, look at those guys and learn from them. Like, don't watch the super freak. That's like telling a receiver, like a white receiver from South Dakota State, like, who's your favorite guy in the league? Like, oh, 
Tyreek. I love watching <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Right? Like Tyreek Hill is fantastic. It's like, well, maybe maybe go watch some like Danny Amendola film or something like that, right? But like you you have to be like responsible at who you watch. Like you can't just watch the greatest and be like, no. I want to be like everyone says I want to be like the greatest, but not everyone is built like the greatest. And the things that Trent does and gets away with is remarkable. And the fact that he's catching so much shit from Cowboys fans. Saying that he ended Van Der Esch's career with that like pull through thing or whatever is crap. It was just a really good block, and Cowboys fans were super upset about it. Oh, I have not heard this, and I'll tell you right now that is slander. Will not be taken over here on the O line <laughs> committee. Don't you dare talk about some shit like that after I've seen some ETs this year knock dudes out. Yeah, it's fine, bro. It's, it's getting insane. Anyways, my mic, my mic this week is going back to my old squad, my mm. boys, my mm. guys. Mm. The Buffalo Bills are broken. They're broken, man. They've got issues all over the place. The turnovers have really reared their head in an absolutely atrocious way for them. They lost to the Broncos on Monday Night Football, who, again, a lot of people watch the show know they're mad at me. They say, I'm a Bronco hater. I mean, I can't say that. The Broncos aren't good anymore because they forced like 11 turnovers in the last two yeah. games. You said the turnovers weren't sustainable. I said it was not right, a sustainable thing. Shame on me. Egg on my Hater. face. Hater. But to look at where that team ranks with offensive production, they're like top five at everything in the league. And then they're last in the league in turnovers. And the fact that they fired Ken Dorsey, I feel like is a Sean McDermott panic move. Yeah. I really do, because you can't say that Ken Dorsey's throwing the interceptions. You can't say Ken Dorsey's dropping the ball like James Cook is. Like All those things, the game plan is great. The execution, when it's there, they look unstoppable. And I really think that they looked around the room on Tuesday morning and were like, so, who's falling on the sword? Uh, who's going to do it, right? And they're like, well, it's not our $200 million quarterback. It's not going to be the head coach. It's not going to be anyone else. So, Ken Dorsey, here's your hat. What's your hurry? usher on out of here i think that's a bad move it also kind of sends a message to your team like hey we're not making the playoffs this year so we're just gonna go ahead and start over already here at week 11 which doesn't that good. signal that like the the like you just mentioned all the rankings and stuff and you're right their offense is ranked top three top five yeah. in all these categories that they that they were looking for mcdermott was looking for the first second he could fire ken dorsey right like to me it signals there's stuff happening but and then like Trayvon Diggs is out there oh my sending tweets about how you know Josh Allen was garbage before my brother got there. <laughs> he's got to he's got to get get up out of here. Hey, did ASAP, Diggs tweet like, something too? Didn't I don't think Diggs... I don't think I've seen anything response back from Stefan. I could have swore somebody there was like that. a I thought there was like a fake tweet from halftime that somebody might have photoshopped. I that's what I was gonna say. That, that that fake tweet, dude. That's that's why it's getting so ridiculous right now. But, but the minute the minute his brother jumped in, it got too ridiculous, dude. Like you you shouldn't be fighting for your brother on another team, especially talking shit about a quarterback. Like we kind of laugh about it, but you and I have been in there in that dysfunction when it's going down and all of a sudden shots are thrown from across the bow and you're like, God oh, damn it. No way, this is not happening today. This is the worst time to be dealing with all this nonsense. You fired our OC. We just lost to the Broncos. We've been playing like shit all year. And now you turn around and your brother starts throwing stuff on our quarterback. Like, dude, the worst idea possible is to let your brother come in and start talking shit about your team. Because your brother doesn't have to face them every single day. Right. You do. And that would have been my first question. Don't get me wrong. I love Diggsy. You know I did. We were we were boys when we were here, like best boys. And I love his competitiveness. I don't ever mind a guy on the field that's raging when he's like, yo, give me the ball. Like, I get it. 
You're a playmaker. You want to make the plays. That's why we have you here. I get it. And sometimes you need to put them a little bit like, hey, dude, calm down, right? Like you getting fired up is not going to help anybody else. It's just going to piss off the quarterback and it's going to cause all these problems later. But now you turn around and you fire the OC and now the guys are looking at each other like Jay said, like, dude, are we going anywhere now? What are we, what are we doing? Do we just fire one of the main components to our team? Was he the Have problem? Like, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. No. I, can't, I can't look at that offense and go, oh, it's Ken Dorsey's fault. No, like there's there's it, certain really offenses you can look Allen's. around the league. Like He's you look around too... the league, and like you look at uh, the Steelers, right? The Steelers pretty pretty obvious. The OC is at fault there, right? The OC is struggling to get plays called there, but you can't have games like the Bills have had where they've just been scoring explosions that they've had, and now it's like oh well, just because Josh throws interceptions, like it's your fault. Like no, he's making poor reads and poor decisions with the ball. It's just right. that simple. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Booney, who's your mic? Oh, dude, you know my mic. This week, I'm going to this guy because every time I see him on TV, he just fires me up, dude. And I, I really, I want to meet him. Uh, the coach for the Las Vegas Raiders, Tonio Pierce, dude is just everything that that team needs right now. And I know you go back and you look at their game against the Jets. I'm not saying it was the best. But I am saying that they're finding a way to win with a new coach. And they're finding a way to re-explore their offense. And something that would just seem so simple. Give the ball to the guy in the backfield. Let him run. Let him do what he's paid to do. Let him do what he's great at. And at the same time, we got to get better blocking up front. But I think that when you install a guy like that, you shift the culture quickly. Back to, hey, we're here for football. We're here to have fun. We're here to kick ass. We're here to grind. And you see it. These guys are starting to show up week in and week out. Now, do I think they're going to – the crazy part is this. They're in the hunt right now. Stop. Right? I'm not even saying wow. that. Because I'm going the opposite I love where he's I agree. No, no, no. I agree. That's, what, that's just what I'm saying is you're in the hunt. You're five and five, and everyone's looking around like, yo, what? And it's like, dude, no. Could you? Maybe. The Browns are going to go out. I mean, they've got the same record as the Bills right now. Dude, and people, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Now, the Bills, it's, I think, are regarded as just a, a better team than, than the Raiders. But Agreed. But at the same but they're, time, but they're a half game. They're ha- they're a half game out of the wild card mix right now. The Raiders, right? What's well, them? The Bengals, the Bills, and Texans, Texans, and yeah. that's another thing. Like, dude, the Texans, they're you come out and you beat the Bengals, and it's like, oh no way! <laughs> By the way, we were all wrong on that, and I was <laughs> I was watching that. And I was like, dude, we, I, can't, I never saw this coming. But when you talk about what these teams, I guess my mic this week is the all these teams that are starting to figure it out. Like Houston are we, are we Texans. Are we, are we, I'm just mic'd half the D. Are we new micing? Hey, they went cover zero. Here we go. R, 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 R. New <laughs> mic, new mic. Where's R, the play R, clock R. right now? It's like it's winding. Hey, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> no, seriously, dude. It, I love it. I love seeing this, and I love seeing all these guys. Like Antonio Pierce, his, his energy is phenomenal for me. I think it's great for them. D'Amico Ryan's down in Houston, what he's doing. CJ Stroud. Jay, I was telling you about how when you watch him go through his reads, he's a glitch. He is, oh my God, I could do something with that. It's it's fun to watch, man. And it's fun to see all these guys coming out of their shells now and starting to play really, really fun football. Is CJ Stroud a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now? Boy, Mm. I bet you could make a really, really good run to say yes. I mean. Top 10? That's why let me I, just I, let me just pull up a list here. Let me just see. Let's see how close he is. Right I, now, the fact sure that everyone sure. paused and sure, thought about he's it. For sh- I want to say he's at least top fifteen. 
Yeah. That's why I think it gets like, too yeah. sketchy, and it's like, yeah, you Especially throw if, like, like, Kirk Kirk is Dude, injured, so we honest. take him out, Stop. right? Let's say that you've just – we're going to go off what we've seen. Watching him play, I'm going to say yes, because when he moves through that pocket and he zips that ball, he knows he's confident, he knows where he's going. Two, he knows his reads. Three, he knows how to get out of trouble. That's three things that I don't see other rookies being able to do very well, and he well, We're not talking about rookies. We're talking about the league. We're talking about everyone. everyone. Like, oh, okay, everyone. well, then I'll say veterans. How about that? I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of veterans right now that look like shit, and this young kid comes in and everyone's like, oh, well – He's the best rookie. No, you can start saying he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's doing really, really well. And we're I like, need, I need to see him do it more consistently. I, I need to. I mean, he's flashed really the last three weeks. He's probably like really come into his own, right? But the thing that makes me say lean a little bit more towards yes is the fact that that roster isn't really that different than what that team was last year, right? And that team was bad last year, bad, right? They added Tank Dell. They brought in C.J. Stroud. They bring in Will Anderson. But for the most part, that roster had some pretty good carryover, which I think is a good point to why D'Amico Ryans is going to be a huge candidate for a coach of the year this year because yep. he's able to get that roster turned around. But then you just implement a quarterback that is top half of the league, you're going to win a lot of football games. Yep. right? And to walk into the Bengals and beat the Bengals at home when they're on a huge win streak, talk about confidence for a young quarterback and confidence for a young team. Like, the, the Texans are going to be dangerous. Hey, stop me when I get – I'm just going to go through – just go through some quarterbacks. Okay. Stop me when I get to a quarterback <laughs> okay. that, you, that, you, that you'd be like, I think I'd take C.J. Stroud. That's the line. Okay. All right? Uh, and this is a little bit – I'm just going off, like, the current QBR ranking. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Brock Purdy is – Brock Purdy's number one in passer rating and QBR this year. <laughs> I don't think he's the best quarterback, but he's good and the system's great. Yep, he's good. Patrick Mahomes – Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott. Alex mm. looked up. Alex looked up. Alex looked up. He looked I'm up. I'm just saying, dude, he's dude, Dak's, just, <laughs> Dak's just so hot or cold, man. I know. That's the like, whole point. There's times you're watching Dak like, holy shit, look at that football does, he just does threw. Does Dak like, pull off the last two game-winning drives? One against the Bengals. That was on the road, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Michael Parsons uh, is going to come fight you, too. Jared, Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. I'm sorry. I mean, J- I mean J- there's like Jalen Hurts. There's Joe Burrow is not having the best season. Trevor Lawrence. Like, there's some guys that you would consider as right prospects. There. There's where guys, I would right? probably draw the line. Lamar After Jackson. That. Oh, I was going to say, there's no, Lamar's no, no, in there, too. Lamar's in there. So that's like eight, nine. Justin Herbert I'm putting above him. Herbert's Tua? above him. Tua? Yeah. Tua's if above you put, him. Tua's above, Tua's above him. him. But if you put Stroud in that offensive system with those weapons, too. Oh. That's, that's where, that's you know where it gets, that's where it gets yeah, picky. Know, it like, gets dicey, you, could, you could even say Stroud and San Francisco could have the same QBR as Brock Purdy. Yeah. Ooh. Like, that's where it gets really hard, really hard to judge, like, top 10 quarterbacks. Right? Like, you've got to talk about who's around them, what are they doing with, and, like, if anything, it, it strengthens Stroud's case of being a top-ten quarterback with the talent level that he has. Right. Now, Collins has been great for them this year. Tank Dell's been great for them. Like, but you start getting that dude at, like, some number one number one true wideouts, like, vets in the league. Like, I'm not, like, I think about, like, T. Higgins is a free agent this year. Like, uh-huh. imagine you send T. Higgins down to Houston, right? Like, there's a mm. lot of different options that could really vault him into being a top-tier type quarterback just as soon as next year. 
Talk dirty. Mm. <sighs> Talk dirty. Mm. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. Like the back of the football card stats don't like tell the whole story. Uh, but they tell like, a good he's, one. <laughs> he's pushing. Yeah, he's pushing the ball down the field. He's got one of the highest yards per attempt, so he's not afraid to chunk it down the field. Like his average air yards. But that goes I'm back to the film. That goes back to the film review we did last week, talking about how. They're setting him up for those chunk plays by going max protection, putting him in good positions, and having two-man routes that are getting open somehow because they're so worried about everything. Like they're getting open, and he's putting great balls. I mean that 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 touchdown that didn't count against Cincy, where he rolled out and the guy's coming all the way across and he stepped out of the back. That was an absolute dot. Mm-hmm. I mean that ball could not have been put in a more perfect location for that receiver to go up and catch that. Like he is putting his accuracy on display for the entire NFL. And that's his biggest selling point. Mm. Agreed. Nice, man. Nice to be uh nice to be a Texans fan right now. Hey, let's do uh let's do our picks and then yes. we'll get into some dumb football questions here. By the way, if you're uh Maybe you're just discovering the O-line committee here for the first time. Phil Mackey, Jeremiah Cyrils, Alex Boone. These two guys combined for a decade and a half of NFL experience. I'm just an idiot representing fans with a microphone in front of me. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on the O-line committee YouTube channel. And you can help us grow the audio side by giving us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as we look to uh, to grow this thing. And thank you, 13,000 subscribers Crazy. on the YouTube channel as Crazy. of this morning. My dudes. Dude. We, didn't, we didn't know what this was going to be. We, no. we were like, this could flame out in days. This could be a lifelong thing. This could be quit your day job. Like, yeah. we have Jeremiah no just quit his agency this morning. That's He's like, Shut up. 13, up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's not true. That That's not true. What's uh, You guys are Office fans, right? You watch The Office? Any of you guys oh, watch yeah. The Office? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna pull the uh, the Andy right. I'm I'm fulfilling my lifelong dream of becoming famous. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna quit it and be a YouTuber. Logan Paul, who? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Logan Paul, who's now uh, he's now like like doing naked pictures with the WWE United States uh, Championship. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get Jeremiah tasteful nudes. Yeah, tasteful. not <laughs> tasteful nudes. So uh, okay, let's see here. Alex, you went three and one last week. I went three and one last week. Jay went two and two mm-hmm. last week. You guys baited me into the freaking Jaguars. <laughs> People make choices. People make choices. It's a free. It's a free will Hard podcast bait. here. Hard bait. Hard. So uh, with that, I am twenty seven and thirteen on the season. Alex is twenty three and seventeen, four games back. Jeremiah twenty one and nineteen, six games back of uh, the leader here. We pick four highlighted games each week that we expect to be close games, at least on paper. And we pick the games straight up because spreads are for losers. losers. So here are the four games. We'll start with this one, boys. Thursday night football. Mm. The Bengals at the Ravens. Who's starting? What's the order in which we're going? So, oh, Mackie's going well, first. Let me go first at least a couple <laughs> Mackie, times. Mackie, you're going leading. first on this one. Yeah. So this is tough because I think, I mean, clearly the Ravens have been the better team so far this year. But Thursday night makes it weird. Thursday night games are always, you know, who feels better physically. But there's also something about Joe Burrow, Bengals. Whenever they need a win, it kind of feels like they find a way to pull it off here. So something's telling me Bengals here. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against my better judgment, and I'm gonna pick the Bengals to upset the Ravens in this game. I'm going Bengals as well. I think a lot of it is because Baltimore's hurt. They might be out with their two left side, their left guard, their left tackle might miss this game against short week. I believe um, 
I believe their uh, safety got hurt too in this past game. So they're kind of beat up. And, you know, they they had a big lead. They let it go. They let it slip a little bit. Like, so they might be trying to figure themselves out a little bit more. And this is as much of a must win for the Bengals as there can be at this point in the season. You know, with the Bills losing, them losing, they understand where they're at and how they want to continue to make a playoff push here. They have to win this football game. They're going to come out firing on all cylinders. Hopefully T. Higgins is back. I don't know if he is or not. If not, I mean, Tyler Boyd did just as well last week besides T. Higgins. He did great. So I, I think the Bengals come out and win this game, but it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a classic AFC North black and blue division fist fight the entire game. Agreed. I'm going Bengals. You know it. I love oh, Joey dude. Burrow. Wow. He's, he's back. He's feeling good. I'm Ravens feeling win. good. I think Ravens win. You switching Ravens your win. pick? You switching no. your switching? pick? I'm not switching the pick, switching but the Ravens pick? are going to win now. Clearly, yeah, clearly. Come on now. <sighs> Here we go. Right, Bengals across. The at least board. it's a good Thursday night game. Yeah, I know. I'm so like, at least excited. at least we're not watching like two two and ten teams playing each other or something like that. It feels like the Titans. Like everyone's supposed to get one Thursday night game, and then every year, like the Titans just play six Thursday night games. <laughs> Pretty sure I saw the Bears five times on Thursday oh, night. It's horrible. Uh, Steelers at a Deshaun Watsonless Browns. He's out Ooh. for the season, shoulder surgery. That news came down this morning. That sucks, first of all. I'll, I'll pick first here. That sucks. You know, he played his best game, arguably, as a Brown last week. You know, he found ways to get guys a ball. He was making things happen with his legs and broken shoulder, broken bone in your throwing shoulder. Yikes. Like, big yikes. So, I got to take the Steelers here. I think the Browns' defense keeps it close, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to really struggle to score against the Steelers' defense as well. So I got to go Steelers. Boone? Dude, I'm from Cleveland. I hate Pittsburgh. I'm CLE all the way. No starting quarterback. My defense will do it for us anyways. Honestly, dude, you can't tell me. The season's been up and down for these dudes, right? And they lost Nick Chubb early. They lost Conklin early. Now you lose your starting quarterback, but at the same time... Willis is out too, by the way. Who? Their left tackle, Willis. Oh, yeah. Which is fine, because as long as Garrett Miles is not out... Everything's fine. I mean, let's be honest, guys. We're going to be A-OK. No, honestly, it's going to be... I think this is going to be a really... It's going to be one of those AFC North games. Just total knock each other senseless can't wait it's going to be like a nine to six game super fun punts but you know what i got cleveland going let's do it baby come on stefanski i mean the last time pj walker i think he's starting i just him or dorian no it's the rookie they've already said the is it dt the dorian kid dude they got jerome ford back there who's running really well kareem hunt's doing really well like dude they're gonna be fine Really yeah, they. I mean, they did beat term. San Francisco with a with. It was PJ Walker that started that game at home yeah. a few yeah. weeks back. So I, th- I mean, it's Deshaun Watson. He's been playing better lately, but he's not like the driving force for why they've won games. No. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go home team here. This is this is such a toss up game. I'm going Browns. That a boy, Mackey. Yeah. Swing yeah, game. Dog pound. Oh, here we go. Big hey. swing game. Hey. Oh yeah, for who? For who? For me. No, me, okay. big swing game. This here. is where we bury Jeremiah. This is it. <laughs> together. Hey, Week let's 11. band together. Let's Verbier band together. Collusion. Dude, it's not our fault you're picking the Steelers. Well, hey. Boone, Boone picked a tie last week. He went out of line and said, I'll take the. If you pick a tie and you hit it, it's five so bonus points. Was, it's close. It was 13 to 16 at the end of the game. Field and goal. They missed a field goal. <laughs> And there's a good chance goal. no one scored in overtime. There's Correct. a very good chance that I ended in a tie. So mad. So mad. Okay, I'll go first on this one because I'm leading, so I might as well set the, the pace a couple times here so you guys can differ if you want. Oh, Jets okay. at the dysfunctional Bills. 
I think the Bills, the Bills are such a, it seems like they kind of band together this week. They they have a couple couple players only meetings or something, and Stefan Diggs goes off. Like Stefan Diggs was targeted five times in that last game. He's going to get targeted now fifteen times, I'm sure, to overcompensate. And uh, the Bills are going to basically put the Jets out of their misery in this game. Go ahead, Booner. I'm going Bills. Sorry, buddy. I, I agree. I think that dude, this is one of those times where he's right. Stefan's bitching. His brother's bitching. They're going to be like, hey, 20 throws. Minimum. Minimum. Who's the new offensive coordinator? There is Gabe Davis. 15 throws. Minimum. Right? Like, we're going to start airing it out now. We're just going to – yeah, I agree. And I think the Jets, while they have a great defense, I think offensively, you know, they have their struggles. And it's one of those games where the Bills' defense is just good enough to maybe not have 12 guys on the field for an extra kick. I don't know. Just a – uh, um, you fired the OC, yet you have 12 guys on defense, and you're like, you know what? It's all his fault. See, that's what I would have said to the team. I'd have been Dude, like, don't forget, he had 12 guys on the field, fired our guy. Don't I'm ever forget sure that shit. The was, player was that was DeMar in the Hamlin. back. It was DeMar Hamlin. Was, was it? It was DeMar Hamlin. Was he in the back? Who was the guy in the back? Because whoever uh, that was, I'm pretty sure he counted. So he probably counted 11 and was, was like, like, oh, good. good. <laughs> Gotta count yourself, buddy. You gotta take your socks off to get to twelve. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, I I don't want to just go with the flow here, but I have to just based off the fact that I don't think Zach Wilson on that offense can score. Like they showed, I saw some on Twitter today. It was like Zach Wilson uh, touchdown pass highlights this year. And it's the one to Brees Hall. Like that's a four <laughs> yard pass that he makes happen. That's his only touchdown pass this year. I wow. believe. I believe that's I like he had. I thought he had one more. Is it one more? Right he has like have one or two. I think it's like right one now. or two. Like it's not. It maybe in the last four games or something like that. Like in the last four games, I think he has one touchdown. Yeah, he's pass. got five. He's got five on the season. Okay, but he, but like I but think, he only has he has two in the last uh, three games. Is okay, what it is. so that's terrible. Like that's awful. It's not good. Like that's awful, right? Like I mean, <laughs> that's bad. CJ Stroud threw five. Oh in no, one I'm game. sorry, dude. He has one in the last five games. Yes, I the schedule okay, so that, that, that was <laughs> yeah. that was the Matthew. that was the clip that I saw is that he has one touchdown pass in the last five games. Yeah. You, you don't win a sorry, lot of football buddy. games in the NFL with that. I'm sorry, no. you don't. So no, the Bills get back on don't. track this week. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. All right, let's go. Uh, last game here, Monday Night Football. Probably the best Monday Night game on paper with the Eagles traveling to play the Chiefs. And I'll go, I'll go first again here because I'm leading. Travis Kelsey had a great off week. Mm, mm. He's traveling around the world. He's got Taylor running off stage into his arms. Changing lyrics for him. Changing the lyrics. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. You know what this is? This is 16 years later. This is the Tony Romo bi-week vacation with Jessica Simpson that basically like yep. ruined both ruined their reputations for, <laughs> and the season. And then peop- wasn't that the year that he... Maybe it was the year before that he botched the snap uh, against the yeah. Seahawks. Mm-hmm. That was in the was playoff like game, right? Yeah. Yep. So this playoff. is all setting up for, like, if the Chiefs get into the playoffs and Travis Kelsey drops a pass or something in a key spot, everyone's going to blame this. But I think he's going to feel rejuvenated. Chiefs win this home game against the Eagles. I, I'm going Eagles. I think I think this is the game that the lack of offensive production for the Chiefs catches up with them. Because the Eagles are also going to take a playbook, we're going to take a play out of their book, which is just keep Mahomes off the field, right? <clears throat> Run the football, give in DeAndre Swift's hands, Jalen Hurts on the edge, RPO. Like this is just the classic 13, 12 play drives that eat up eight, nine minutes. And with the Chiefs' inability to score consistently, 
over the game. Like they're going to have the the Mahomes is going to do the Mahomes things, but I just don't think they're going to be able to consistently go up and down the field against the Eagles defense, which is fantastic in itself. I like the Eagles in this game. Dude, put me down. Swing. This is going our way, Jeremiah. <laughs> That's right. Mackie, you're going That's down. Cool. <laughs> going down. I'm just happy that I'm not alone on any of these by myself. I feel like this is this is good. This is good. Buddy well, system. You, buddy system. You guys are going to need to be uh, buddies because you're going against Andy Reid after a bye, in which if you include playoffs, I'm getting this from Don't ArrowheadPride.com. Twenty-seven and four after a 54, week off. Fifty-four percent of the time they win after five percent of the bye weeks that they have. It's, it's a proven fact. <laughs> it's great. That's my favorite stat. You just gave it right there. It's how dumb so, that shit sounds. How about this? Can KC's offense stop Philly's defense? Because they're going to have their hair on fire. Yeah, it's much more playing. likely after Dude. a bye, in which you have an extra week to prepare for your opponent. Jay, just saying, well, remember, you got to go out and physically do it. And Jay makes a great point. The minute that Philly goes into this, they're going to go, hey, what's our best defense? Keep that guy sitting on the bench. Let's just keep running the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Dude, let's just do a tush-push because we want to. Let's just do it for fun. First and ten, tush push. No, first play of the game. <laughs> Just, Fuck it. First Four play yards. of the game. Is that the uh hey uh Troy, can you explain this to me? <laughs> I'd love to see so it's like somebody uh, playing a whole golf course with just a putter. Yeah. Just I see if all right, you can only do tush push or variations out of a tush push formation. Essentially it just goes back to the nineties of triple option. Right. Yeah. Instead yeah. of fullback dive, it's just quarterback dive or you turn around hand it or you pitch it. Georgia Tech, <laughs> Navy, you know, that there type of back, back before they made the cut rules so you can't do that offense anymore. So those those Sad. are the picks for the Rip. week here. We'll see if uh, Jeremiah can gain some ground, see if you guys can get a little closer to the king here. Time for some uh, dumb football Ooh. questions. Favorite which time. are exactly what they sound like. It's you guys submitting your dumb football questions via the YouTube comment section. And I love this one from Stuart. Ooh, he goes, uh, how does no huddle work? How do oh. players know what the play is when you're running a no huddle offense? It's Jay. Yeah, so you know, there's a couple. There's a couple ways that no huddle offenses work. The let's break it down to no huddle in two minute because those are two completely different situations in the game, but also they're similar in the fact that you're not huddling. The original no huddle is in a two minute situation, right? And the way that that works is mostly by hand signals, right? So the quarterback will have hand signals for the route. Or they'll look over to the sideline and be like, Squire, out, sale, out, or whatever it is, is telling the route tree. And then the quarterback's only job is to tell us the protection. So the quarterback will walk up there and go, hey, trip's right, trip's right, 64, right? And that's all we need to know. We don't need to know anything else because in two minutes, everything is on the quick count, right? So that's how that goes. Buffalo was the first time I experienced what Dable refers to as NASCAR no huddle. Oh, and yeah. <clears throat> what that looks like is uh, there's no NASCAR. barking out of a play. <laughs> There's no barking out of formations. It's all shoved into one word, right? And that's the way that you're starting to see a lot more of the NFL go to because the verbiage of the, the play is so long, you can't bark it all out at the line of scrimmage. So you'll have gun, trips, lie, trips right, F left, 64 protection, um, F sale, Z post. And that word will mean James Harden. Right, and so mm -hmm. everyone on the NFL, then everyone on the team memorizes that James Harden. And when the quarterback walks up and goes, "James Harden, James Harden," he's talking to all other ten guys on the team. He's telling the O line the protection and the formation. He's telling the receivers the 
the formation that they need to line up in, and he's also telling them the route tree concept. And then so he'll go, James Harden, James Harden, on the Saturday, on the Saturday, right? Saturday, Sunday, Monday was usually your counts for on one, on two, on three, or red, green, and blue, whatever that is, right? And so they're packing everything into one word or two words here so that the whole line and everyone can get it, and then you just keep moving forward with that, and you try and keep the defense on their heels um, without them being able to hear you come up to the line of scrimmage and actually call a play. Isn't that, that seems like the most efficient way to do it without them knowing what you're trying to do, right? So how many, how many of those code words did you, oh, could you have? 10, hundreds, 20? Hundreds. Hundreds. Okay. Hundreds. I mean, so I had a stack of note game? cards. I had a stack of note cards, Mac, that was this big. And then J. Mike, uh, my center, got drafted to the Giants. And I go, as soon as he got drafted, I go, buddy, you're going to need to make uh, index cards. And you're gonna need to study them a lot. And he's like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Just call me when you get there." And he called me like day two there, and he's like, "Oh my god, there's code words for the code words." I'm like I'm like, "Yeah, like spider is our inside zone, but then you have spider with you have spider with a route tree concept on it. So now it's called tarantula, right? So now you have two different code words that mean two the exact same play, but it's like code word for the code word. It gets it can get a little out of hand, but it is the most streamlined efficiency for it." We when we did it in Frisco, it was called the same thing, NASCAR. And he'd come up and say NASCAR, NASCAR. And he'd throw out one word, but the problem was you would have a stack like Jay said of pass plays, but then you'd have a stack of run plays too, because Giro loved to run it too. So it'd get up there, Peter, 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 double right, Jack, Jack, double right, ninety six power. Like you were, because Peter was this perfect saint. He was the number one, and that's the number one play of football was power. So like, and that was a great thing that I think coaches did was they would always affiliate a code word with something important to them. So the <laughs> yeah. minute you were in the game, Peter, Peter, you'd be like, oh, dude, I haven't gone to church in a while. You're right. I have a shit. Like you were instantly, because they would try to tell you in the meeting, like, this is how you got this word. Yeah. Because it, it makes us think of this. And then in the game, when he would yell it out, you'd be like, yeah, it does make me think of that. Son of a bitch. You remember, you remember the, you remember the code words for the naked plays? Um, Halle Berry and Kate Upton, because Coach always wanted to see him naked. <laughs> what? Right? Yeah. So, like, it would be like, and the, and the signal was, like, booby shape. It was like, Halle Berry! Oh, right? God. And so, like, it meant, like, naked left or naked right, because the coach was like, I always want to see those two naked, right? Dude, like, <laughs> they all had stupid code words. No, for they stuff. were you'd so be, dumb. You'd be like, what? No. But for the most part, most of them you'd get, some of them the coaches, they'd be like, what do you think? That's pretty funny, wasn't it? You'd be like, no, that's stupid. Stupid as shit. Now i got to explain it to everybody. I love it, man. Uh, Hickory chimes in, says, what was the first major splurge item you purchased once you became an NFL player? You had a little scratch in your pocket. Truck. I bought a new truck. After my rookie year. After my rookie year. So I had a 1999 F-150 single cab, manual, no power windows. Like this thing was as bare bones. It was my dad's old work truck that I bought from him for like a thousand bucks when I turned 16. Drove it all through it, high, or through high school, through college, and then I got back after my rookie year, and I drove to Kansas to see Emma, my fiance at the time, to watch the Super Bowl, and it was like minus 10 out. And as I was driving home from Kansas, the heater. Sh- just completely shit out like and it was freezing and so i was in full carhartts hat on gloves on driving and then my windshield wiper fluid stopped working oh so i had a propel bottle that i filled with like the blue juice and was like rolling the window down squirting it out there i was like i am in the nfl i'm buying a new truck and i drove (laughs) to the dealership the next day and i was like you can have this they're like we're gonna only give you like 500 bucks for it i was like you can have it 
I'm gonna buy a new truck. So that that was the first thing that I splurged on. That's awesome. Yeah, that was mine too. Truck. I had a uh, Chevy 1500 at the time. It was great, dude. It was, but at the same time, Jay and I were not those guys that were gonna go out and just buy a ton of shit. Like that wasn't. I don't. You guys had to grind your way. It wasn't like you guys got. We were undrafted guys. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think I think that's pretty much everyone's standard thing in the NFL is to get the car they've always wanted because it's expensive. But at the same time, it's not like over the moon. The thing that drives me insane is when I see these guys at the draft that have these massive chains on yeah. that I'm like, holy shit, dude. Those Falling are... into the second round, you're like, damn it, yeah, there's, a, like, there's a comma off my uh... we yeah, drafted. Like, we drafted those things Marcus are Martin so expensive. in like 2014, 15, in the third round, and he came out with the biggest chain on <laughs> And I was like, dude, it's the third round. Why are you still yeah. at the draft? What are you doing? Like, I was like, what is going on right now? At the same time, Jay's right. What are you guys doing? Come play football with us for a little bit. See what it's like, then go buy something. Because it's really, this league is not what anyone thinks it is. It is not a joke. I'm telling you right now. Every single day you show up, I was just talking to somebody about it. And they were like, Man, that's got to be great. You just show up with your boys all day, hang out, put a dip in, watch film. I was like, dude, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> Do you know what would happen every single day if you didn't get better or if you didn't show progress of something? Like, people were pulling you in their office to, like, berate you and be like, what are you doing here? Are you just here to coast? Are you just here to mess around? Dude, should we cut you? You know what? Maybe you don't care enough. Like, dude, it is day in and day out. And then you see these guys that get to the league and they don't like it. And I, dude, I knew guys that went out and bought Bentleys and Rolls Royces, and they just spent a ton. Rolex and turned around were and were like, "I don't love this." And I was like, "Boy, that was stupid, wasn't it? That was really <laughs> dumb." That was well, dumb isn't that like that. a lot of guys? You're 21 or 22 or whatever when you get drafted, maybe your first round pick, and isn't one of the mistakes that some of these guys make mentally? You think, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this much money every year for the rest of my life." Like, yes. no, you might only make that much money for like five years. Yeah, and Gee, it is a lot of money. It is, but that's like the it's hardest not. Thing. Yeah, and the other thing that really kind of now we're on the money thing. The thing that got guys in a lot of trouble too is like mid rounders to late rounders that get in and make the team their first year, and then start hanging out and going out with the vets that are making ten million a year, eight million a year, and you start falling into their type of spending pattern which is completely different levels of where you can be at, right? The guy making 20 million a year doesn't care about going to the casino and losing 100K. Like, oh, shoot, that sucked. But then you want to hang out with those guys and you lose it and you're like, damn, that was like was like a seventh of my check, right? Like, yeah. like, those are the type of things that get guys into trouble a lot too. Or if you get caught with gambling, get like gambling. Oh. And I don't mean like gambling and like the betting on games, but like card games, dominoes, like – I've seen games in the back of planes where there's just stacks of hundreds. I'm just like, I'm never going to sit back here ever again. Dude, the, the first, the, I can say this, the first Vikings team I covered as a beat writer, like 15-ish years ago, we'll just say, halfway through the season, the coaches had to tell the players. There were some veteran players that were like, they were playing dice in the corner every day. Like, it would be 45-minute media window, and there'd be like stacks of cash and dice and <laughs> Hey. And finally, a coach walked over there, and they're like, dude, you can do this, not in the 45 minutes where there's, like, cameras and reporters and stuff. Leave the dice game alone, okay? The dice is not hurting anybody. You were a dice guy. You I were was a dice guy. guy. I'm a big dice guy. I agree. And I knew guys that the casino would call the team and be like, yo, 
we're going to need some of that money now. And the team was like, are you fucking serious? We got to pay a casino now? And they were like, yeah, we do. Like, that's, I'm telling you, that's how guys get in trouble. Exactly what Jay said. And there are some guys that see it early and are like, that is not within my means. I need to mind my business. I was that guy. I was like, I don't belong with these dudes. I need to go home. I have a wife. I got a kid. I'm young. I did some crazy shit. Like, <laughs> it benefited me because I saw other guys coming in and they followed exactly what Jay said. They try to go down these roads and you're like, dude, those guys are established. They don't even think like us anymore. They think that everything is kosher and peachy and they're living in a business world. We are in survival mode. We just need to survive one year. Survive the first year, then you can take a break and go do whatever you want. You want to go on vacation for a week, have your fun. But guys forget, you have to continuously keep drilling these things into your head that every day is not taken for granted. Because I remember playing and I remember thinking, I will never leave this game. And I remember the GM told my agent, Booney will definitely die on a football field. Like, he's going to die. Like, he, we'll never be able to get rid of him. He loves this game too much. And I remember my mentor at the time was like, dude, you can't think like that. You have to start planning right now. I remember year three, he was like, retirement, let's talk about it. And I was like, dude, are you crazy? And he was like, yeah. you don't understand how fast this is going to go by. And if you're not prepared you especially will take the hardest crash. And he was right. Dude, it was hard for me to let go of this game. You never think you're going to be done. You're like, I love this game no matter what. And then eventually one day you wake up and you're like, dude, what am I doing? I can barely walk. And then you start to think like, you're right, the checks are going to stop. Those very, very large checks are not <laughs> coming anymore. And you stop and you kind of like, I saw a lot of my friends panic and they were like, what am I doing with my life? Where am I? How am I financially? And now they turn around and some of these dudes have to go back to work and they have to do things because they were hanging out with the wrong people and they were like, oh, dude, what's one night at the casino? Dude, one night ended up being a weekend, which cost six figures. That's too much. Like You can't be messing around with stuff like that when you're young. This is why Tommy DeVito lives at home with his parents. Dude, right here. I don't even blame him. I love it. I was like, dude, good for you. Save your money. Do what you can. And even so, like the dudes in college making NIL money, I hope they honestly are putting that stuff away. You have a chance to make money at 18. I mean, we just heard about a kid that has a chance to come back and make six figures. And you're like, I couldn't get a fucking sandwich for free. I <laughs> took a beer one time and they were like, whoa, where's that going? And I was like, dude. We're number one in the country. Leave me alone. Like, one beer? These kids are making... I just want a keystone. Come on. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not going to say we weren't taking tattoos. Because, you know... <laughs> he comes out of college. He's got... He's got There's a, a lot of them all over, guys. $100,000 in ink from his yeah. chest. Have you noticed I had toes? them all covered up? Dude, I, we were smart. They were like, put them where you can't see them. I was like, got it. Chest, ribs, back, done. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, one more quick one here. This actually might be a question that we have to think about for another. This might be an episode at some point oh, in the offseason. But Bry Guy wants to know, do you guys have a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen? Like oh. your favorite offensive linemen? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's... My this is going to be – this could sound funny because I played with them. But growing up and, like, when I was in high school and loving it, Jake Long is on my Mount Rushmore personally Love just because Jake, I remember he made me want to be a Michigan Wolverine like and it was kind of a full circle moment when I got to start a game next to him against the Detroit Lions like 
I never told him that because I never wanted to be that guy. But, you know, like, that was, like, my hero growing up. Like, I loved watching him play and who he was in Miami and all that. He's probably my – he's just as a personal number one for me on the Rushmore. He's That's George it. Washington. Who's your number one? Who's your one? My number Woody. one? Oh man, that's I don't want to do a number one. Can I just give you like five guys? No, that I would... you, it's, this is a snake. Dude, we need your, we like, need your just, George. Who's your George like, Washington on yeah, the Yeah, we got a snake driver. How many is there? Four guys on there? Is there four heads? Four heads up there? There's four. Five. Well, there's there's four, but then isn't Crazy Horse like over there too? Yeah. So sometimes it's five. We can do four or five. We'll pick four, four or five out here. And I'm not allowed to pick Jake because I love Jake. No, you, know? you can't. No, we have to. We have to. All right. If you someone I, takes it, you got to find someone else. Okay. Um, obviously. You love Jake. I love Jake. I got to play against Jake when he was at Michigan. I was at Ohio State. He was huge, huge for me. I used to watch his film. I used to love the way he said it. Like, I just was obsessed with it. He looks so pro-ready. But I'm going to go with a guy from back in the day, Dick. Because if we're going to go Mount Rushmore, I got to go way back in the time. I'm going to say Dwight Stevenson from Miami. Mm, okay. My uh, – my mentor was huge on film study and he was big on like watching the greats and what made them great. So we used to watch his film, him and Mike Webster. And we used to watch why they were so dynamic and so just lethal, like almost ahead of their time. And you were like, God, like watching Dwight Stevenson, you were like, Holy shit, this dude's a killer. But you talk about a guy like he was Jason Kelsey before Jason. Kelsey. Like he, if centers would have been cool back then, guys like him would have been the Jason Kelsey of their time. I'm going to go old school and go Orlando Pace. <clears throat> yeah. Orlando Pace was another one for me that just was fantastic player. So fun to watch. Like, you input him in today's game. He's as equally dominant as he was back sure. then. Like, mm-hmm. he's another one that, was like, made me want to be an O-lineman. All right, here's one. Ready? And I know this guy. I love this. This, this dude is my guy. I'm going old school. I'm going L.A., bro. Larry Ah, Allen. he was my next wow, one. Larry I Allen. debated oh, between Pace and Larry Allen. Let me tell you right now. They had so many stories about Larry Allen because he had just left when I got there, and they would tell me everything. And they were like, dude, he was the coolest dude, the most awesome dude. He, uh, he was, without a doubt, probably one of the scariest human beings <laughs> on an offensive line. And I don't know if anyone's ever seen that clip against the Saints where they threw he an runs, interception. He runs him and down. He runs down and chases down. Who's that? Uh, I forget who it was at the time, the linebacker. But just what he did was phenomenal. And the way he could move his strength. And apparently they were like, dude, you didn't mess with L.A. ever. Like, And it was great because right before the Super Bowl, they were inducting him into the Hall of Fame. Got the biggest, fattest chaw. I mean, the <laughs> Fattest, the only dude out of everybody not wearing a suit too, right? And I come up and I'm like, "Larry, what's up, man?" He's like, "Yo, bro, get you some today, bro." <laughs> Spits I'm in like, your hand. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill him! It was awesome, dude. He's definitely up there. I got, I got one. I'll throw in the mix, yes. and I don't know if you guys were ever around him. He was originally a Seahawk, recent Hall of Famer. Walter he Joe. became more famous for signing one of the most infamous contracts in NFL history. Steve Hutchinson. Oh, Steve. So if you guys remember, so he was a legendary offensive guard. He's a scout for the Seahawks. I talk with him all the time. Yeah, we know Steve. Is he? So he's, yeah, and he's, uh, he was, I think, two years ago inducted into the Hall of Fame. But he signed, so he was a free agent, and the Vikings needed some offensive line help. And uh, I just found this John Clayton, rest in peace, article from like 10 years ago that under the contract, Hutchinson had a clause. It was a poison pill clause that, uh, if he he had to be it, it the contract in full was guaranteed 
if he wasn't the team's highest paid offensive lineman because the Seahawks had a left tackle named Walter Jones who made $500,000 more. So they poison pilled it so the Seahawks couldn't match the contract. So the next year, the Seahawks pulled a reversal and did the same thing with Nate Burleson. They just stole, they stole the player. Uh, but Hutchinson was, like of the last 20 years, one of the best, oh, yeah. one of the best guards in the NFL. Hutch was great, dude, and he's even he's such a great person. Like when you sit down and talk to him, he embodies what an offensive lineman is. He is very funny. He's intense at times. But when you watch his film, talk about another dude. Like I feel like this. That's why we're gonna have to do a show because if you really want me to nail down, and I'm gonna have to make it five guys. I'm gonna. I want to do a little bit of research because there's so Let's many. Let's do names a full. Right we'll, like, dude, how could we'll do you do this? Like, Jonathan Ogden, Joe Thomas. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. so many guys that Let's you go. could. How about this one? Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli. Like, come on now. Are you kidding me? I love Tony. Tony's my guy. Come on. Come on. We're gonna do a special soon. Let's go. Yeah. Some good, there's some good off-season fodder here. Uh, all right, we got to. Uh, we got to get to our film breakdown. So we're gonna say goodbye on the podcast here. We're gonna have three film breakdowns from the week for you to check out on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel. Click that like button, that subscribe button, and go tell a football-loving friend about your favorite offensive line lifestyle podcast. See you guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.